Hello, I am Vanessa Gaeta, and this is the Shock 23 podcast by Creatives for Creatives. Hi, I'm Shock 23, and this is the Shock 23 podcast. This is the podcast by creatives for creatives, where I chat with other creatives and other people in the media industry where we share our knowledge and our experience. My guest for today is none other than the founder of Unicorn Emprise Limited. You may know her previously as Hello Textman, and she's also a proud mom. She specializes in giving bookkeeping and tax advice. It's none other than Vanessa Gaeta. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Chen, for having me here. It's so your... good to finally... I know, right? Like, I think we've had so many conversations yep. that for us to have... Um, to plan this out. And, and to have, like, to meet in to actually meet. person. It's, yeah. it's so good to have you on board, which I hope you're going to be a regular because I don't think we'll be able to talk about everything we need to talk about in one recording. So I'm pretty happy... That you're on this show. Thank you, thank you. I am, I am with you on this journey. Like, yep, I couldn't do my own podcast, so it's it's just in alignment with what I want to do, but can't. And that's where collaboration comes in, and you know, growing network, growing your network, partnerships, and all that kind of thing to to reach the same kind of goals, I guess, with sharing mm. our journeys. Fantastic. Before we go into a more deeper discussion, here's a word from our sponsors. The Shock 23 podcast is proudly sponsored by Smart Hills Corporate Solutions. Smart Hills Corporate Solutions provide IT solutions for corporate businesses and creatives like myself. They provide a wide range of products and services and are certified resellers of software such as Microsoft Office, Adobe Creative Cloud, Wondershare, and more. To find out more, please visit their website on www.smarthills.com.pg. Now back to the show. And we're back. So, for those people who don't know you, can you please tell them who you are and what you do? Thanks, Chen. So, my name is Vanessa Gaeta. You can find me on the socials at, as V Gaeta, at V-G-E-I-T-A. And before that, I was, um, hello, taxman, like Chen said. I, I create content on social media and digital courses to help you increase your business financial literacy so that you can create your dreams. So my company, Unicorn Emprise, my tagline is create your dreams because I oh. really believe in, you know, like what Chen, Chen also, I, I think you represent claiming your uniqueness and putting it out there in the world because we all, we all create uniquely mm. and putting it out there to create your dreams, do what you want to do to self-actualize and reach your highest potential. So that's, that's the value. That's my brand value, I, I, mm. I, will, I will say, and collaborating with young people like Chen and the team here. Um, we've got Yana on the side, my sister too here in the, in the office. They're just, just going along this entrepreneurship journey together. Mm. And so it's not so lonely because we know it can get lonely, eh, Chen? Yeah, it does. It does. Where are you from, by the way? My dad is from Papa. That's why I use my maiden name, Geita. He, okay. he passed away in... 2016. Yeah. So this is my way of honoring. So his... sorry to hear that. Mm. I, I know your father. Yeah, also I'm, I, away, I, so. my father passed away as well. So it's good to know that we have more than um, yeah. that in common. But you're also a mom as well, a mom of two. Yes. And that's been like that's a challenge in itself to be a mom yeah. and then to run a business. <laughs> Not only are you running a business, but you also like putting together courses. You're becoming an educator and then a content creator. And then like there's so much you need to to do and to accomplish and it's amazing how much you've grown. I think you've been in it for what, three years now? Two, two so far. Two years. And congratulations on reaching 6,000 on TikTok. Thank you. I, I'm like someone who was very skeptical of TikTok. I didn't see the value. I started getting into TikTok and I'm like, okay, okay. You just have to avoid the cringe and all of that. And then yes. you get into the meaty part. I kind of like that your business tagline is to create, is it create your dreams? Yep. Create your dreams because dreams are not cheap. They cost a lot of money. And I think um, I really wanted to have you on board because for creatives, running the doing being learning about the creative side of it is easy for us, like learning the skill. But oftentimes we come and we reach roadblocks with how to like run our business, how to manage our books, because we just don't have experience in that. And not only that, we don't understand um, how important 
business, like keeping track of our records, not just for tax purposes, but also that money tells a story of the business. And um, my mom's an accountant and I really didn't understand. I thought it was just so that you keep your books in order so that you can calculate like accurate taxes and your responsibility. But it also um, paints the picture of how like your business is doing, whether it's 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 growing in an in an upward trajectory or it's struggling. And even though like something I've learned is that more income does not necessarily mean that your business is profitable. And and then learning and starting to like I'm slowly piecing together like the story that the numbers tell you you you're an advocate for like um, financial reports and learning how to read financial reports and all of that. And I'm for me personally like I'm starting to get and I took your free course which helped me to unlock a lot of that. Um, those mind, those limiting mindsets that I had about my business, and for me to like start to understand and to value the importance of keeping receipts and tracking your expenses and separating your personal from your business expense, you know, it's it's I've seen small wins, but I never really um, saw the value until now. And I really want to ask, what made you get into it? Because you're a CPA certified accountant, so which means that you had to leave a corporate job and to pursue this full time. What was that journey like? Yeah, good question. The the journey. Yeah, we're kicking off deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no worries. We like deep. Yeah. That was like it was unintentional in the beginning. Like when I left my job, I had been in the professional tax accounting space for a decade. So straight from uni, me I went to work with PwC. That's a big four accounting firm, that and is. then. EY, so in between those 10 years were um, like half-half there. And then I got pregnant with my first child and I wanted to leave the hustle, mm. <laughs> the stress of being in such a high, highly demanding career and just look after my child by myself. I had all those dreams and luckily for me, my husband was supportive, supportive of that and let me be. So when I left the job and was there at home, trying to have this baby. <laughs> and um, my friends who knew that I had some knowledge about tax and whatnot, they, they started coming to me mm. and asking, oh, can you do my taxes and whatnot. Were these small businesses as well? Yes, yeah. they were registered SMEs. Mm -hmm. And I had the, I, I was naive because in high school, in, when I was growing up, I was not surrounded by business people. Mm. My parents were public servants and their parents were straight from the village. Mm. Like they didn't get past grade six. They, they, gave the, they gave my parents that leg up to get the education. My dad became a doctor, my mom a nurse. Mm. So they gave them that leg up. And then my parents stuck to the government job most almost all their lives. My dad died as a public servant mm. and my mom finally went into teaching. She's now at the university that I went to, PAU. Oh, okay. And we, weren't, we, were, we were not exposed to small business, business other than just going to the shop to purchase, being a consumer. Mm. So I was not surrounded and doing like table market sales. So I sold lollies in high school. That's the only entrepreneurship True. thing mm. I did. And I didn't know what business meant until, even though I studied four years in uni at PAU, we learned all the theory as much as the course could give us. And then I went straight into this world where business was done at the highest level mm. In, in accounting. And that was like a big, big learning curve. Yeah. Like I almost decided maybe I'm not meant for this. Maybe my degree was, was well, a waste. I, I feel you because I graduated from Unitech as well. I did like computer science and I'm, I don't even use that degree anymore. So sometimes I feel like um, it is a waste, but I'm grateful for uni experience because it just yes. the, the fact that it teaches you worth it, uh, work ethic, that yes. was a really big advantage. Sorry, continue. Yeah, but I, I wanted to throw, throw away my degree because I went to specialize in doing taxes with PwC. So Did you study accounting specifically? I, I studied mm -hmm. accounting in, um, in PAU, mm -hmm. but taxes was not taught like how you do it in practice. Okay. It was taught like at theory level and it was not, 
you know, these are the forms, these are the actual things you do in actual life. Yeah. It was just like theory. You calculate no. something like this and like that. I, I, I feel it because I remember like now that I'm running a business, I wish I paid attention to business studies more. But you wouldn't have gotten it. Exactly. You wouldn't have like, gotten it. Like I remember it. in second year, we had a mandatory business studies course and I just studied just to get like a mark so I could pass into the next semester. But like now, like learning it practically, like it's, it's a very different setting from learning something at university where they just teach theory and then I think they more prepare you for a job than it is Absolutely. than to the practical um, skills of actually running. So, because running a business Absolutely. is more, I think it's more experience than, and that's why I really love it as well because you don't need a degree to start a business, and a lot of successful people like multimillionaires, they had no business degree or business experience. They are dropouts. A lot of them are dropouts, but just through the hustle and grind and just learning skills that everybody can learn, they've, they've managed to earn that, uh, that success. Yes. And then I guess they can also pay people to do their taxes <laughs> when it comes well, to something like taxes. I mean, this is in, in answer to your question, like what brought me here yeah. hey, to, to do the content that I do? Because I understand as a Papua New Guinean, mm. the education system we go through so I, like I did most of my schooling in PNG, then the uni, and then being exposed to uh, a career where I was working with expatriates, mostly mm -hmm. expatriates, local expatriates, but mm -hmm. who had you know exposure working years and years in PNG, but not they they didn't go to school here, so mm -hmm. they don't they can't relate to how hard it is for us to go work in a place, even though we have the degree, yeah. but to go work in a place where you're expected to know practical things, yeah. but we didn't, we didn't get that practical yeah. knowledge in, in high school, in university. Yeah. So like the first year I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't be here. I, I, I was given this task to do a GST return. That's mm. one type of tax in PNG. And that was my first time ever to see a form, a GST form. And I was like, man, I, I was not a bad student you, at uni. And you didn't even, yeah. you, you haven't, wasn't exposed to that in uni? No. What? That, that's the thing. And we yeah. weren't giving, we weren't given the practical things. We were just given, you know, some, some theory, you know, the name is called tax. And sometimes wow. you calculate tax for employees in a business, that kind of thing. But to see a form there and be expected to know that, oh, it, it, the, the lady was like, hey, it's easy. Just fill in the, fill in the thing yeah. and then you're looking at this form with words that you don't even know what they mean, you know, what, what, are, what are the repercussions of feeling it wrong, you know, all yeah. those kind of things. So you were, facing, you were faced with a lot of pressure. Yeah, and I was like, man, what did I do in uni? What, what was mm. taught there that, and I wasn't a bad student, I was saying, like, no, I, I, you know, like, I, totally I understand. sat in front of the class, I paid attention, yeah. and then I didn't know this yeah. So, you know, the first, second year, you're learning and seeing all the taxes, reading the huge, mm. they call it the Bible the, <laughs> of tax, the Income Tax Act, and there's other legislation. So you kind of had to be a lawyer as well, True. read through these there's things. Like the and jargon as well. Yeah, the that jargon, you, uh, man. <laughs> no, I totally understand because like one of the reasons why I explored a different career path was that when I was in uni, I felt like the curriculum was a bit outdated. Because um, I went to school, like now, like app development is a thing. When I was in final year, it was an elective. Like Android just came out. And so a lot of me and my colleagues, we, when we graduated, we really didn't feel the worth of our degree. And we all knew that what we learned was not enough to sustain us in the industry. And we would have to do a lot more learning in the industry. So I really understand like the struggle that you had to, to face and then, you know, navigating that and then now doing our own thing is a whole another learning process yeah. as, it, as it was uh, and, and, it, and not to like knock off like that our, our experience at uni was no. not worth it it's just um maybe that it, this just didn't meet our expectation that's what i will yeah. say from my point like it didn't meet my expectation but I'm still grateful for that experience because in terms, because like I remember in third year and finally those were project years and I learned like now for me meeting deadlines, it's like a skill that I've developed just because of uni. It's, I mean, I'm so grateful that I learned all of that to uni and not only that, like um, in, there's a bit of like, in like when I do motion design or animation, there's a bit of scripting and things like that, that I am grateful that I am able to do because I have a computer science degree and I'm exposed to pro programming. So in, in other words, no, experience is a waste i think it all adds Amen, yeah. yeah you that is it just it just, just adds value in a different way that you first expected yes absolutely 
and also life experience mm. i guess coming straight from you know being mm. a child into uh, adulthood during uni not having experience in doing you know running your own business my own business mm. i did not know what it takes to run a business legally yeah like we have table markets and whatnot yeah. but legally doing it so, so at going, work yeah so, sorry, continue. At work, they taught us, you know, the IPA side, how to register oh, yeah, business, yeah, yeah. and that's that's part of taxes. Because to to understand taxes, you need to understand what a business entity structure is, mm. how it's structured, business name, company, local company name, foreign ones. All the tax depends on how you set up at the True. IPA. Yeah. So learning that, registering companies for the my employer, doing their taxes, managing it. That part was the job part. But starting your business with yeah. that knowledge is like, you know, you starting your business with your technical knowledge. Yeah. Yeah? But when you start a business, it's not just your technical knowledge. Yeah. Yeah? It's a whole set of skills to build your own organization. Mm. So I've digressed, but you, you asked like what brought no, me to here. It's, it's, it's that experience yeah. of being naive that I didn't know what it took to do my job. And then when I... When I learned it, then I was like, oh, Olkata Naraplaman or PNG running their own businesses. They know these things. That's mm. what I thought. I thought that they knew, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they saw GST returns, they followed all these rules and they were on top of it. And I was like, wow, I, I don't know much <laughs> in life. Yeah. And then 10 years later, I met friends who ran, ran their own businesses. And I realized that, man, there is a huge gap in mm. what you've just said about, you know, understanding numbers, yep. the importance of numbers to get to your dreams. So you've, you've explained it really well, and I'm so proud to hear you say that because that's something I want other people to understand too, uh, just in respect to, to my profession. Mm-hmm. You, you can't measure, you can't grow what you can't measure. Mm-hmm. And we're all talking about profit out here. We want to be profitable. But in business, the only people that can calculate profit for you is an accountant. Mm. It's a qualified accountant who, yes, went to uni, got that degree, and then practiced. Mm. I have lots of friends who are accountants, but they didn't practice accounting. They went and did some other kind of job. Mm. And they can't do accounting. And then there's accountants who did accounting only, but can't do taxes. And then that's my advantage. I, I can do accounting, well, for, for sm- my small business, mm-hmm. and I have the theory from high school, uh, sorry, from uni, and from working in, a, in an environment where business was talked about in the way, in, in a different way than, than what the SME space here currently talks yeah. business about. Yeah. Hey, they're talking, you're talking the biggest businesses in PNG, they go to these big four accountants, mm. uh, all the biggest businesses overseas and locally go to big four accountants to do their, to give them tax advice and all that kind of thing. So 10 years, I'm exposed to hearing all these people talk about business in a way that the textbooks didn't. But because, of course, we went to uni, we kind of can relate. Mm. If, if you're aware, there's some friends who are accountants, but can't, you know, you did the job, but you didn't, you, yeah. you can't apply it to real life. Yeah. You can't apply it to your own business. I've met yeah. those kinds of people as well. So that's where you notice the gap. I noticed yeah. the gap then. And I really noticed because like, I tried to do their bookkeeping in the way that could help them grow their business, but it was not working out. The biggest problem was they, like you said, we thought they thought bookkeeping was just something to throw at the accountant and they'll sort it out and I'm not going to be involved in it. But the accountant, I need you to tell me how you spent that money, what you spent it for, when you spent it, those details. Because mm. accounting is all about details. Those details, and then we build your story. You yeah. build those financial statements. That, and that was just like, communicating yeah. was hard. I, I lacked communication skills in the yeah. beginning. And they also lacked you know, how to talk about their business. And then there was this, you know, and I was like, okay, I've, I've got to grow. That's the thing, like, I really started to appreciate accounting because when I first started, I thought it was just numbers. Like, it's boring. As a creative, like, those things are boring to me. But when I started to really notice that the money tells the story of your business and how healthy or unhealthy it is. If you're that, growing or not. Exactly. As in, if you're profitable or not. Because then... By looking at the numbers, there are areas that you can fix and that you can change. You can see, like, you can see which one is your most like 
like where your incomes stream. come, your, your most profitable revenue streams up, and then you can adjust. You can let go of things that are not uh, profiting you, and then you can continue to grow. And then you can find areas where you feel stuck. If you're not growing, and if you're constantly stuck at a particular income, the numbers will tell that story. But you need that skill, or you need someone to help you to understand that story. So I think the main takeaway if you're watching this is just to don't see them as numbers, see them as the story of your business because it's, I think numbers is the universal language of any business. If you can tell this, understand the numbers, I think the story is straightforward. Yeah, well, we hope it's straightforward, I, but I mean, like, it tells you, you know. In theory, in <laughs> theory. Because <laughs> that's the saying, numbers don't lie, mm. but my experience numbers lie when the business owner lies Ooh. and that was my problem the business owner wasn't telling me was not telling me how how they spend the money uh. so how can i give you your story your true story if you're not giving me information uh. but that also came back to me i couldn't communicate in a way that will that will make the business owner give uh. me the that's, you know, their numbers so that I could paint that yeah. picture, a true I think picture. E I think everybody is just very kind of afraid to yeah. to, to reveal yes. and to be vulnerable about. That's something my I ego think, had to learn. <laughs> I think it's also about our society. We're not a, a, a society that likes to talk about money and like to bring it in the forefront where yeah. like money it's is... It's personal. Exactly. It's and private. <laughs> Like you, people like they just kind of they kind of cringe and they kind of curl up when you start bringing about like how much money you're making. So, just like even for myself, like I have I'm learning to be a bit more open about having these conversations about income and expenses and where my money is going and how I'm managing it, how I used it, yeah, what I exactly <laughs> yeah. in order for me to like just to, to prosper because mate, your passion is not enough to to if you want to be a hobbyist that you just take that passion and you do it for a hobby. But if you're trying to make a money, you know, living. make a living about it of it you really need the skills in order for you to to really to survive so how long did it take you before you took a step to leave your job and to pursue the business did you start it off as a side hustle and then become a formal business yeah, so i left my job in the middle of 2018 and then up i started the business in september august i registered formally so that's three years in between mm -hmm. 18 19 20 21 Three years That's of good. just casually trying to help friends and slowly coming to to the realization that hey, you know maybe maybe I could. So you, you were know, just turn. you were just looking after books like you were being a bookkeeper. Yeah, I was just casually for those. free for free. Ooh, how generous of you! <laughs> but it was so casual. Like it's uh. nothing like now. What I like, I take it so serious yeah. now. It was kind of like uh, also a learning journey for yeah. me too to really appreciate my profession because before before then Jan like I, I did not I had so much imposter syndrome because I was working with people in the profession for like uh -huh. they they've been here since the tax act was made they just I, I felt dumb at work and then <laughs> coming out I was like oh, whatever like mm, CPA mm. Now, like, you see me, I'm proudly posting it everywhere, like CPA, PNG. Before I know, me, me not like... It like, sounds like you just found your purpose to, yeah. to what you're doing, and yeah. that's giving you a and greater meaning. those were the three years that mm. slowly, three years, and even after starting the business... You were also was, raising your newborn as well during that time. Yeah. Mm. And I'll, I'll get to that, because that, that's the one that made me start the business, like, gave okay. me the confidence. You, anyone can start a business mm. these days. So you may go register in IPA, IRC. The paperwork is so mm. easy. But you don't really have a business just because of the paperwork. Hey, mm. Your business has to have its own purpose and yeah. all those Especially businesses if you, stuff. If you're trying to run like something that's long term, long term, yeah, then we're there's a lot to go. If you're just you know trying to make a quick buck, okay, then you know you do the yeah. fast track. But you can, but fast mm. money, you know, doesn't have a very short lifespan. So it's up to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and just the confidence to mm. start your business, like my business, that was not Especially something. Especially because like. You grew up in that environment where you were not exposed to business no. people, so you, I think, you kind of question this like, am I even qualified? Yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and imagine I was like registering other people's companies and doing their taxes for 10 years, mm -hmm. and I still felt like, like I couldn't do my own business. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, I kept doing this for free, and I was like, hey, all I know, no, like they're not too different from me, I know something as well. Maybe, you know, what am I doing with myself and mm -hmm. just sitting here? But it was having the children that really changed things for me. That, that was three years after unemployment. 
And, you know, slowly I'm seeing my life savings go down and I'm thinking, hey. Yeah. Money is always a great motivator. It is. Like I was like, I'm, I, a huge value of mine personally is financial independence. Mm. And leaving my job meant <laughs> losing my financial independence. Yeah. The stability, you know, you know. I had to depend on my husband, on my life savings. And I'm not the kind of person like I want to depend on someone forever. Like I, I like to have make my own money and spend my own money and feel like I'm fulfilled because I earned that money somehow. So as the life savings is going down and I'm doing more free work, it's like, yeah, it really started to get to me. But I was drowning. I was drowning. This is going to get deeper. <laughs> Just warning. That's I was fine. drowning in the motherhood transition. So it's called mm. matricence, matricence. It's like teenagehood, uh, adolescence, toddlerhood. This was your huge. first child? This was my mm. first child in 2018, end of 2018, and born. And then I had my second child two years later. Ooh. So he was in his toddlerhood, you know, the stormy mm. toddlerhood. And I was in my stormy, becoming a mother. <laughs> and then you have a newborn. And I guess you're all single people here, right? So, yeah. When you get there, people, yeah, maybe you, you, you can relate better. But for mm. those who, who have been through motherhood and the, the transition and dealing with a newborn, for me, it was very hard. Mm. Um, I like to do things alone, so I refused help. Wow. I did not want anyone to come and babysit. I was like, Mr. Pameri, me at Baumekim. And then I started to wow, yeah. fall into what I thought was um, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, those kind of things. But later I found out that it's, it's more matrices, this mm. transition of finding your new self as a, as a mother, as a wife wow. um, in the home, you know, so it's, it's dealing with that. Kind of like finding a new identity. Exactly. Okay. I love how you, mm. uh, you've talked about this in your past podcasts and I've heard you speak about it. That's a passion of yours. Uh, just continuously building yourself up and reaching your yeah. higher, higher potential. Yeah, I think like, I think we become new, like that's how we grow is that we just don't acquire skills or turn a year old. I think we actually uh, grab new identities along the way. Absolutely. And yeah. And the more conscious you're about mm. it, the more conscious you start evolving yourself, the more different your outcomes are. Yeah. The more, the more intentional. That's why yeah. my tagline is create your dreams. Because yeah. dreams are just, you know, fluffy things out yeah. there until you create, until you get intentional about yeah. them. Yeah. I really like um, John C. Maxwell in his book, The 15 Laws of Invaluable Growth. One of the laws is you have to know yourself to grow yourself. And, you know, confronting Amen. yourself... That's really always hard. But then Amen. in terms of running the business as well, like you have to know yourself in order to, I don't like to say this, but like you have to, like you have to sell yourself, you have to sell your products, you have to sell your strengths so that you attract the right kind of customers. And that involves a lot of, especially in the, in the realm of branding and personal branding, you really have to have a deep sense of who you are as a business and the vision and the things. If you want to tr uh, build a business or build something that, is, that will last long-term. Self-awareness. Mm. Yeah, I didn't have that until motherhood hit me. I didn't have that until I started my business. So, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> you have that advantage. So, going into fatherhood, when you eventually yeah, get there, have, you have this self awareness that, you know, I lacked back then. I, I thought I had it. Like, I was like 30, I was over 30 when I had my yeah. kids. And I thought, I, I, I've, I've slayed in life. I am going to be the best parent ever. Mm. Like, you, you know how sometimes you look at our parents and, like, no, I'm not going to be like, Mm. Them. <laughs> until you have kids like i, like, I, I have the i was reacting like i was like this is this is what i thought i wouldn't be <laughs> i have the advantage of like having like raise helping raise my my sister's nephews and <laughs> they're like you know they're basically mini me's i i start i get cross to them because of the cheekiness and then i stop and i was like wait where do they get it from they get it i mean i'm guilty but anyway like i remember like we're talking about parenting now. <laughs> what a podcast anyway what I'm trying like on that note of like you're not trying to become your parents like when we disciplined them I remember my parents said the exact same thing like we're getting cross to them about the exact same thing and then like it made me appreciate my parents a lot more because oh okay like I get where you were coming from we didn't like you and back then we were like oh Tamika picking me in yeah exactly <laughs> you know but then you know and then you just repeat the same the same, you know, the Man. same things. So you're but going through all of that yeah, and then... Going through that like, really made me look... Hello, Texman hasn't even started yet and <laughs> yeah. you're already going through yeah. all of this. 
And like that, that's the one that really, you know, mm-hmm. made me, forced me to look into myself and do the whole, you know, childhood trauma. What, what, what's happened yeah. in the past to make you react to your child like this, to your baby? Well, baby, like, how could I react like this? You know, all this guilt. Mm-hmm. It's the guilt, then, the guilt cycle that really got me down. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, it yeah. reached the point that you're like, man, can I really be this person that I thought that I could be? Like, I knew I wanted to be like mm-hmm. this, but I was stuck. In all the mindset yeah. blockages, belief, um, limiting, limiting beliefs, beliefs. Yep. all of that, that stemmed from my own child, childhood upbringing. Not saying like my parents were really bad people, but yep. you know, not, no human is perfect. Yeah, no, they, they did what they could do the best that they could mm-hmm. at the time and with what they're given. Yeah. But um, there's effects on, of that mm-hmm. in, in our, when we become parents, it becomes really, really clear. It became really clear to yeah. me. So I went into this whole learning experience of um, looking back into to, to being more self-aware of myself and why I react to things around me. And then it really forced me to accept help because mm. uh, I was drowning deeper and deeper into this depression thing. Yeah, as you were saying, like motherhood and learning and knowing yourself. Knowing yourself, that's right, yeah. So it was motherhood that really forced me to, to become self-aware, to be conscious of what, what kind of person I want to be as a mother. And that mm. led into learning about emotional regulation, self-regulation, be, becoming aware of how I'm reacting to the child, to responding being aware, like, you know, this is part of the child's development, being more intelligent about humans, yeah. how mm. humans respond, especially from being babies and all that kind of thing that helped me to react or respond in a more intelligent way rather than just, you know, being um, having punishing kind of yeah, ways yeah. and just projecting a lot of the... <laughs> A lot of the negative emotions onto the child. Yeah. I want to be an empowered parent. I wanted to be an empowered mm. parent. So as I was learning about how to regulate my emotions and understanding this little human being, mm. I became more aware of like, hey, this is how maybe I should be more open to to those friends, those um, informal clients that I had. Like I. I'm not communicating well enough to them, just like I'm not communicating well to my husband. And by then I had help. My, I had a cousin system come. Oh, you finally. Like, finally yeah. accept, well, I didn't. My mother <laughs> saw me losing my hair and losing weight and losing my, my mental state of mm. mind. And she was like, you pass him out. Now cousin will come to the house and help you with this baby so yeah. you can find yourself again. So shout out to my mom <laughs> or the mothers who but, know this. Like, it's good that you're bringing that out because... Um, I was going to say, like, limiting beliefs or money mindsets, whatever the mindset you is, that um, basically you are who, how you were raised in a way. So, like, a lot of your limiting beliefs, what you think is holding you back or why you think you can't do something, it's actually thought, taught at home. You actually, somehow your, your parents taught you, they may not have, like, intentionally taught you but it's just based on the environment that you grew conditioning. up you, yeah, you learn conditioning yeah especially like i started to really dig deep about like money mindset and how we are like people started to talk about like your relationship with money like i never Babe. saw that i thought money was just a thing and then it really unlocked a lot of like my spending habits especially like my spending habits like oh okay, i spend like this because of this or when i'm making this amount of money like it goes really quickly because of this i learned it from this like how my parents used to what how they responded to money and things like that so it was really like eye-opening to to learn those things to become self-aware mm. yeah. and just to know that like just like everything comes from belief like your mindset really like manifests into actions like the bible just says like you are whereas a man thinks he is you are what you believe so if you're constantly believing or the story that, that you're telling yourself that like if you if you've and then like there's traumatic experiences like if you if you didn't make it past like high school or union you think you're a failure and if that's your belief system then you're gonna act like a failure, whether like you really failure. because deep down you believe you are. So no matter how many like self-sabotaging, maybe we can talk about all these things, but like I started to like unlearn all of these things and unlearning. Yeah, that was the huge part yeah. of the you know and then, like, mothering rec- thing. And recognizing it is like hard because you have to have a really good look at yourself. Yes. And what you're gonna <laughs> find is not pretty and no. you know it's, I was like mm, yeah, what yeah. am I? I thought I was a good human. I'm this evil person, man. <laughs> 
Like, how can I, you know, be so angry at a baby who can't sleep? But yeah. then, you know, this is newborn. You, you're not sleeping. Yeah. And then you're feeding them like the whole night, come morning. And then I was this person, you know, like, help. I can go clean the house too. I can go wash the plates. I can do exactly. everything. And then when, you know, people are not helping, I'm like, <laughs> like being and so mad like, about it. Wh- and then when <laughs> you start you to see realize, me struggling? But yeah. you d- I didn't say it. I didn't communicate. Exactly. But like when you learn that, like your kids learn it or like, it, 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 like when you've, when you've learned that you're a product of your environment and then you start like having kids or exposed to an environment where kids look up to you, that really changes business. Okay, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to contribute to their growth and everything. So like for me, like now we're teaching my, our nephews how to save like the value of money because they think that uncle can buy them anything <laughs> they want. But I'm like, no, I work hard for my money yes. and I'm being generous. So like it's, it's, it's like I'm learning to teach, to be a better role model, not the yes. best because we're all human, we all make mistakes, but at least help them to be a bit better than how we used to be so that they can have a better future. Give them that leg up. Exactly. Our parents gave us mm. and then, you know, we just want to be that for, well, I want yeah. to be that for my child as well. So yeah, that, that was the whole, you know, just changing myself from being this person who was so, like, I guilt, self-guilt. I just was stuck in this guilt cycle. Mm. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Mm. And I'm like, why did I think mm. I'm not good enough? That's imposter and then changing, yeah. yeah. And changing, no, I'm enough. Because it got to a point so where it, I... It took you that situation to actually be, the, create uh, the like lowest. Hello, text, hello text man. Yes. Because yeah. when I hit the lowest, I was like with two children by myself where I've, I had been struggling with fertility issues for two years and mm. then I had the son and then the daughter just popped out in the middle of COVID somehow, two years after. And that's pretty well, tight. congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And that's pretty tight to have two kids in, you know, mm. that time frame. And I was over 30. So mm. I was like, I'm, by 40, I'm supposed to be financially independent and free and, you know, all that kind of thing. And here I am being this person that I wasn't happy with myself and is constantly, I'm not good enough. I'm not good mm. enough. And I woke up one morning and I was like, am I strong enough like I question my own worth mm. and like that, that's my driving force I never ever want to be that Vanessa that thought she couldn't be a mother to these two children huh? I will never ever go back to that so when I hit that low point and finally got forced with help from my mom and then I started having time time mm. to go on social media and start reading Listen to, and I discovered podcasts then. Mm-hmm. That's when I dis- discovered podcasts. Were you from looking for like a particular skill to learn, or were you parenting? Just parenting I was, right? I was onto all the parenting, gentle parenting, conscious parenting, all the non-punishing, non-violent parenting. I wanted to be that, it's you know? It's interesting that I thought that it was just like people needed help with their taxes and you started the business, but no, now it's all about it your parenting. All about parenting and just, <laughs> and just listening to experts in mm. that field. In, with, in alignment with who I wanted to become, the kind mm-hmm. of parent I wanted mm-hmm. to become. As me, Harim, I'm on podcast 24-7. Well, I had to look after the kids, but like when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm doing the bottles, when they're feeding, I, I had this podcast going. I, on social media, I'm scrolling and reading all of these posts that experts in their fields were doing. Now, mm-hmm. as I was healing and mm-hmm. changing myself to, you know, behave more change my Just mind to so improve i can feel yourself. better and behave better in my in my in my home and to my kids now i started thinking man these are experts doing what they what they know to mm-hmm. help other people on social media now i think well, what if what if i try to talk about taxes mm. let's that, see that what if mentality is so so powerful it is so important like it's just, it's, it's crazy when your mind starts to think, like if you're someone who has what if thoughts all the time, like entertain what if, them. What if it fails is the, the negative one. What oh, if it works? What if I could? What if it happens? This podcast was a what if thought and then it's, it is, but like it's, it's such a powerful story. Continue before what? we sidetrack into... <laughs> no, we're going straight into business yeah, now. <laughs> because I really like, um, because like I think the person that I love it so, who talks about it so much is David Goggins. Like he was like this overweight person who felt like a loser in life because he came from an abusive home and he sits down and he watches a documentary about Navy SEALs and he tells himself, what if I could be a Navy SEAL? And he's the least, he, he thinks he's the least qualified person. And then he goes to 26 different recruitments and he gets rejected. But nice. every time he goes, they tell him there's never, a, you know, there's only 26 black Navy SEAL officers. But he kept telling himself, what if I became the 27th? And that what if mentality drove him to become who he is. If you don't know who David Goggins is, you should. But 
his story, like, every time I have a what-if thought, like, no matter how crazy, like, I have crazy big dreams that I don't even think are going to come true. But sometimes I sit down and even, like, the negativity comes, so what if I fail or what if I don't do it? Then this is What always, if it works? There's what that, always that tiny voice that comes and be like, well, what if it could? Yeah. And then, you know, the more you entertain that, yeah. it, there's a saying that goes, the more, like, you, what you focus, you attract. So if yeah. you constantly focus on Manifestation. The, the possibilities, you know, that's how faith works. Anyway, continue, yes. continue. No, that was like, you know, what if I could be a better parent? Mm. What if I stopped, you know, guilt-tripping myself constantly what if I what if I could be a more, you know, present parent who's conscious about how I, how, how I respond to my child? Yeah. What if I'm more conscious about how I ask for help around the house? Why am I just sitting here and, you know, crying about things? I, I haven't even expressed that I need help with this and that. Yeah, on that note, you know, like our beliefs, like our actions and our words, all of that are coming from our beliefs. But you can change because like what you've done by consuming all of that information, whether you, you I mean, like that's what learning does. It changes our beliefs, our mindsets. And, and Homozi says this thing about if your behavior hasn't changed, you haven't learned. Yeah. You can be reading, but you haven't learned until your behavior changes, yeah. then you because learn. Because a belief is a, is some, is, a, is a mind, is a thought that you keep playing over and, and over, over and over again. again. The more you, you meditate and you dwell on that thought, it becomes a belief. It becomes so cemented that you act according to it. And I think Jim Rohn gets up and he says, uh, Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar, he gets up and says, you will never outperform how you think and perceive yourself. So if you think you're not good enough, you are constantly going to perform in that manner. If you think you're not worthy of earning a higher a better job or a higher income or starting a business, you will constantly live your life that way. But by learning and by consuming knowledge that changes the way you think, you start to notice behavior change. By yes. doing so, your life starts to change. And you have to be conscious about it. Exactly. Because before then, you were unconscious and mm. acting on, you know, all the survival mechanisms and yeah. whatnot. So it was um, Dr. Joe Dispenza mm -hmm. and Jay Shetty, their, their podcast. Like, I listened to it on repeat because that's the one that snapped me out of this guilt tripping that I kept Mm. I kept tripping myself into, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I can't. And then it's like, no, you have to, to cut that thought the moment it happens and change it consciously. Mm. Like, no, I can't do this. I can't change. I can't say sorry to my baby. I can't ask for help. I can't. And then, you know, that, you know, I can. What if I change? Yeah, yeah. And, and then it, it just starts to become a habit. And then your it becomes the habit. We're all and it changes your exactly. feelings. So yeah. your behavior changes and it changes the outcomes, the reality around you. I started getting help. Yeah. I started having time, like I consume more content. And then, you know, that what if, what if I started a page called Hello Taxman? Well, it was actually an app that I wanted to create. But okay. back then, wow. I didn't have coding skills and I didn't know Big that dreams, you didn't, uh, yeah, I dreams, didn't know you didn't uh, need coding skills. Like now I know mm -hmm. how to create that app. Wow. It's just like, <laughs> not, not created from scratch, but you know, there's mm. tools and yep. all those things. Uh, but, but I wanted to create this app so it's easy for um, SMEs to file nil tax uh, tax forms. Okay. So because a lot of them were saying, "Oh, me, no, no, got business activity, no, got mm. business activity." Like I kept getting that, and I was like, "How could you not have business?" <laughs> so mm. why did you register a business if you're not gonna have business activity? Like, and then I started realizing maybe it's because they don't wanna pay taxes, and they heard that if they mm. if they doing cash only. Well, you know, that can happen if you're only doing cash and you don't report it in a tax return. Of course, you're not going to pay tax. But, you know, how are you going to grow your business if you keep mm. dodging taxes? Yeah. I, I remember when I started, like, I wanted to do, like, get into straight into freelancing. Like, taxing was my biggest, like, roadblock. I was so afraid of taxes. And um, Amanda Tao... Yeah, from, you know, founder of Pacificana. She, I'm so glad to have her as a friend. And like, I reached out to her and I, I was like, oh, I want to do this. I want to start this business. But I don't know, like, am I supposed to pay tax? And she graciously told me, you don't have to worry about it. You just did, like, just gave me the basic info, enough for me to start. And then she's just been a great help. And it's, it's always good to have someone like that in a corner. But like, I understand, like, it's just the fear, the fear of, tax. of taxes. Because it's the fear of the unknown. You don't know. Mm. You don't know what it is. That's why you fear it. Everything mm. in life you fear is because it's unknown. Death. Mm. You don't know death. You don't know what happens after life. We like to believe some things, but we don't know, so we fear it. Yeah. We don't know taxes, so we fear it. Mm. Mm. But empowerment comes when you, you know, yeah. knowledge is power, yeah. all knowledge that kind of thing. Yeah, knowledge is power, exactly. Yeah. And um, 
Me and Amanda worked at EY. Yeah. So we practically... You That's know, how I came to know you. She was like, oh, you, you need to talk to my mentor. I was like, oh, okay, good. And it just uh, stepped into a line because it was at the time where you started Hello Taxman as well. And then... He, and like, yeah. When Amanda left to do Pacificana, like, I couldn't even... Like, I couldn't understand... How, you know, SME and, you know, following our own dreams because I was in a, in a space mm. where that was possible for me. I was mm. like just stuck in the grind. I had no dreams like that. Like it was so far away. Of course, I wanted to own my business in the future, but it wasn't as soon as I yeah. started Hello Textman. That came like faster than I, than I wanted to consciously, you know, do mm. it. So when she did it, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's that. And then I missed up nothing, the house away from a corporate space and away from that environment. Then I started looking around and, you know, I saw what you're doing on, on your podcast. I'm mm. uh, sorry, on Shock 23. Mm. I was like, hey, look at all these young people doing what I wanted to do when mm. I was that young. And like just seeing people, you know, more and more young, modern, highly educated Papua New Guineans mm. trying to do their, their thing. And I was like, how can I help with what I wow. know? Yeah. And then the, you started Hello Tax Men trying to do this app and realizing, hey, you know, I don't really have a skill set mm-hmm. to do this app. Let's do a social media page. And that was the marketing research. So I started posting and seeing who's not by interest. Mm. Like, who, who, who are they really interested at all? Because I thought no one cared about it. Mm. By the time that I started the page, I was like, maybe. Maybe they don't. And it was a certain type. But you'll never know until you try. I know, yeah. that's the one like mm-hmm. we were saying. What if what if mm-hmm. someone was interested? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did it like September to December and like not a lot of followers. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. And then I I read this post, they're like, hey, you just did this for four months mm-hmm. and you're supposed to do it for longer than the consistency, mm-hmm. all this thing. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry, ego. Yeah. Brush aside the ego and you know, keep doing it to mm-hmm. see to get, gain more and more traction and more and more information, data around who is interested mm. and then like the more i did it but it was with a brand like a logo thing and i learned that you know the more you put your face yep. out there you That's sell right. yourself you, you have, and like, like now you're building a personal brand like yes. your face is i remember That's when you started, why i changed it's just like your, your emoji with the sunglasses yes. with the arrogant statement hello yeah, tax man exactly. i'm here you know <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's why I changed the branding thing because they're like, you need to. I'm talking about something that's personal to people, huh? mm. and they're not gonna look at a logo and want to give you their bank statement exactly. and open up about their that financial pers- state. Yeah, that personal connection. Yeah, and that's then, really yeah. important. It sounds like you've just been learning just yeah, so much been, in a short. I feel like I've learned time. more being from being a mother in 2021 was when I started to learn mm-hmm. and change till now. I feel like I learned more than my. 35 years. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I, like, I keep telling, like... In entrepreneurship as well, yeah. motherhood and entrepreneurship. Like, it, just this business journey, like, everything that I'm making out of the business is a bonus, but, like, the joy of it is just seeing me learning and growing yes. and changing and becoming yes. someone I never thought I would be and having... I remember I went on an interview with one of my former colleagues. She, we used to work together at TV One, and we had an interview, and I started talking, in, like, very businessy, and then she just looked at me and was like, who are you? I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, I just I've just learned so much and I'm 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 a different person but you know it it's the the things that we need to do in order for us to succeed and to grow and to progress. And like you said those things like parenting and building your own mm. business they really force you to look inside yourself. Yeah. If you want to grow. That's the, there's people who you do run businesses, but you know you're not looking at yourself or and then you're struggling to wonder why why am I not progressing? And but that's the sign. That's the sign that you know Maybe you need to dig deeper. Yeah. But it, 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 like now I'm talking to you and then I, 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 I'm starting to understand how you um, like portray yourself on social media. Sometimes like when I see your videos, I'm like, she's like my mom, like telling me that I'm not doing a good job with my books. And now it makes sense because it comes from that background. It's your parenting and your, your, your purpose to be a better parent and to create a better future for your family. And then you're just mothering everybody's books. Uh, and it's kind of like that <laughs> with business. You mm. have to ed- actually educate your audience mm. about the value you're going to bring in their lives. Mm. But yeah, sometimes, you know, not, not in a harsh, too harsh way, mm. but you do need, people are not aware until you tell them. Yeah. Some, and that's when they can convert. And some people are stubborn as well. So yeah. sometimes you got to be a little, you know, push a little harder. Yep. You like, have to push the yeah. button, like you said. Yep. <laughs> so that, that, that was how I started. Like this, that was marketing research to put mm. content out and see what it was just random. Mm. And it was also self-help for me because I had abandoned myself 
during that motherhood stage, I thought that, oh, I'm 100% going solo. Motherhood and not care about myself. <laughs> so I wasn't like waking up and washing my face at least. I was just wake up, waking Susu like, baby, walking, walking up. And then I was like, mm, yeah. being a shitty person exactly. at the end of the day. Like on that note, like, the big space, like when people start, when you consume content about self improvement, they talk about taking care of yourself first and other people. And that was like I a didn't huge. I didn't know that. Before. It was like a huge. Like that was a. I had like conflict with that. Yeah, I was like, same. no, that's selfish. That's selfish. You, 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 you have to put other people so first. You know, and that's <laughs> like as a culture, as a community, that's what we're talking in PNG. Yes. And then, the, yes. I think I came across this post. It's like, well. If you're taking care of everybody, who's taking care of you? And, and what now, happens when you're not taken care of? You're trying to pour out of an empty cup. Exactly. That's the one that hit and me. Then, and I'm, oh, no wonder. I think, I can't remember who said this, but one day I listened to someone then was like, you take care of yourself so that other people don't have to. And it's not that, it's just that, you know how sometimes we demand people to re- reciprocate? Mm. And mm. if you're taking care of yourself first and foremost, then you don't need somebody else to take care of you. And you won't get bitter or angry if your family or your partner or someone yeah. you love is not performing to the standards of the expectations you have. Because yeah. you've kind of got you and a majority of the time you got it. It's good, and everything else is kind of like a bonus. Yeah. And then I realized like you can't perform if your physical health is down, you can't take care of your family. If your mental health is down, you can't run your business. If it's, 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 it all comes back to you. Yeah. And I think if we better ourselves as people, we start to better our communities. And if all of us as better people, we build better communities, we build better suburbs, build better neighborhoods, better communities. And I think eventually in the long term, a better PNG. PNG and world. Yeah, better yeah. world as well. And with the thing with resentment and you're expecting, you know, that's, the, mm. that's one of the biggest lessons too. I was expecting my husband to do things mm. during that um, newborn stage, but I was not actually telling him mm-hmm. so you're sitting there and expecting help and i help no come and then you cross and you know just acting out banging banging on santelo kitchen yeah. about like you know childish like yeah. stupid hey eh? and it's all about communicating yeah. but communicating effectively yeah. you know so communicate through those because that's undertone, a, like, you know that's a major skill negative. that's needed in community like in in the creative space like a lot of i've encountered a lot of creatives who are very shy and very introverted and it, they find it very hard to communicate their worth and their value and when you are I think when you're in a business and someone gives you a task, it's easier. But when you're representing yourself, representing your, the interest of your business, and then you're trying to like win a client and pitch your ideas, the, the communication becomes a very, very skill. Uh, yeah. I had to learn that. Skill. I couldn't even explain, you mm-hmm. know, taxes, taxes and stuff to those friends of mine before I formalized. Mm-hmm. And that's when I noticed, oh, because you, you know, so I communicate good. I ended up like buying a whole course and masterclass beginning wow. of this year just to just to learn the psychology behind communication i mean and that's why now i'm like talking animatedly and able to like express things more better because because of investing in you know learning to better myself because that like you said communication is so important when i'm trying to build a brand i need to communicate to influence especially because now you're becoming an educator and you're building courses and you know transitioning into that like now you're putting your face out there how how challenging was it to switch from a logo an an emoji to now you're putting your face out there 10 months wow 10 months from september just for you to get comfortable yeah and that was like september go june of 2022 and i was supposed to go to the new net podcast okay yeah. started mm-hmm. the podcast then i got free invited me and i was like man i can't go without <laughs> you know in, why one empty logo on facebook and i got yeah, on yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was like okay time to put my face on the on hello text man and it forced me to you know I, and by then i knew i wasn't going to get clients without mm. without putting myself yeah. more in my human form True. not no more hiding behind the logo this is uh this is a, like I took the business seriously. Mm. If I want people to open up to me, then I have to I have to do it first. Open. This is who mm-hmm. I am. I'm safe. You know, create that, create that uh, brand or that, be real so people can open up to yeah. you. Especially with since you're positioning yourself as a as a consultant as well, yes. so it's a lot of communication, uh, communicating back and forth. And it's on social media too. It's not like I can go and do it in yeah. person that much. So I'm trying to build this online business. How am I going to present myself mm. online to make people, you know, do the, the three factors, know you, like you, and then finally, you know, collaborate with you with, in business. Mm. So you've done, how many courses have you done so far? So I've done one, the one that you took for free, mm-hmm. which I ended up the money mindset selling, one. Yep, mm. selling um, in February. And then I'm building this second one that I'm trying to launch by the end of the year. 
Okay, what's the second one about? So the second one was supposed to be the follow-up from the uh-huh. money mindset one. It also has a money mindset um, portion in the beginning because it starts with mindset like we've yeah. already discussed. Like that's it's, it, that's it. Like you change your mindset, everything else will just fall into place. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's called Dominate Your Business Money Management Foundations mm-hmm. uh, Digitally. So it's a foundation course that you it's can take? It's a foundation course. It's that, it's, that, it's that solution to that gap between me and my clients that mm-hmm. I've experienced so far for five years. Mm-hmm. I, I've now come to a point where when I'm talking to an SME owner, I, I know the problems they have. Okay. And that is knowledge, some form of, well, the foundational knowledge at first glance. You, you need to be giving me bank statements. You mm-hmm. need to be working with me. You can't just throw the bank statement at me and go off. Mm-hmm. We need to be working close together to understand how you spend this money so I can paint a proper picture mm-hmm. for you. Because it doesn't make sense if you just run off. And then I'm doing it and guess, guess fire. And then that just loses the purpose mm. of this whole mm. relationship business-wise. It's kind of like going to a doctor. Like you, you go and 100%. you just have to, you have to be you have vulnerable. To yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's like a very personal problem. Well, that, like, that was me because I had, I had like fertility issues mm-hmm. two years leading up to being preg- pregnant. And I avoided going to the <laughs> doctors for all those two years. And I eventually, eventually when I... Finally went, mm. and you know, fertility means they've got to look at yeah. things that, you know, you don't want other people to be looking at. It's a bit too intimate for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, that's like, that comes back to financial statements. Mm. So it's, people felt like, mm, I don't want to give yeah, my friends. It's like, Sometimes they're like, with prospects, they're like, oh, don't judge me when you say, yeah. it's, like, hey, it's, it's fine, yeah. I do this. This is part of my, my mm. profession. And like the doctors were, don't, why, why yeah. do you worry? I'm like, we do this every day. It's, yeah. it's, it's the job. So basically, Vanessa is just a doctor to your finances. So see her that way. <laughs> yeah, but I can, you know, prescribe. But you know, in this case, you have to heal yourself yeah. too. You have to have some foundational knowledge mm. and be open to knowing what comes next to working mm. with an accountant. So this course addresses all of that. The foundational mindset, the, the foundational tools that you need to have first before you go to an accountant who can really paint a good picture mm. of the truth of your business progress. What would you say is the main, like the main gap or the main thing that you find common to, like the main knowledge gap that you find common to all business owners or the ones that you've been, yeah, that you've been encountered? Just not knowing the value of bookkeeping Mm. and connecting it to the big business dreams. Mm. You're trying to make money to, you know, reach bigger dreams but the problem is you're not keeping any record of this progress towards this dream. Mm-hmm. You're just stuck in this money-making cycle. And this, I talk about this in, the, in this course coming the up. The new course. Yeah. Oh, that's a, a good one. A toxic money-making cycle. Ooh. So you're just going around and around and around and around. The gold race are upside there. Yeah? And what's going to take you there is if you did bookkeeping and saw the truth, where are you lacking? Mm-hmm. Bookkeeping will tell you where you are lacking in in how you're managing money because business is not only about making money mm. the next step is managing Manage, managing money time resources suppliers you know clients managing all of that to make profit mm-hmm. like point blank if you make profit you grow and mm. this profit word is only calculated by an accountant it, it not in your brain not in your imagination not in your little spreadsheets and whatnot that you try. There's things that you're missing out. Mm. And I, a lot of people, and I said this on Yabil's podcast, a lot of people just, you know, just on the top of your brain, oh, this product, me buying for this, so me sell him up, and me make it profit. But business is your entire opera- operation, mm. not just one product. Everything mm. that you spent to make this product or service and everything or everywhere you got money to make it, it mm. may not come from revenue, maybe from your personal savings other people gave you some money all of that the whole big picture it's not just one product selling it and getting money and saying yeah. calculation it's an organization yeah. thing, and that's where accountants come in mm. so that that's that gap between you here and your dreams there and where is the, how is this money going to take you to this mm-hmm. bigger dreams that's the biggest knowledge gap and then it comes to the root causes which mm. is business financial Ill- illiteracy, illiteracy. It's a business so how how are you going to start bookkeeping? And this comes back to the, my course now. I'm teaching you what you're supposed to do at your end, keeping how to keep these business records digitally, how to organize them, how to, when to 
put them into a tax return, how to put it so you can know your taxes, tax, well, one type of tax mm -hmm. on your business income, mm -hmm. estimate it at least, mm -hmm. how to legally reduce your tax you're not in trouble with the tax man like you can put that my logo mm -hmm. on and say hello there tax man <laughs> just get it on the shirt when you're submitting yeah. your, your forms <laughs> you'll be like yep i've done and dusted you don't have to stress out about it because i know a lot of people stress out about mm. taxes because we don't know what's happening yeah it's so good to like you're just explaining i've just only been seeing your ads on like your promotions on social media and it just it just makes a lot of sense it's a very valuable thing a very valuable cause especially if you're attacking the root you know the root of the problem and I think it's a very valuable course and to take to, like is there anything else you want to talk about the course? Or? Like you said about root problems and mm. that's, that, that's the first module about mindset. I talk about um, how I've, I found out that I've realized that the people that I try to help with formal business money management is still operating with a Table market mindset. I was just about to say salary mindset. Yeah. So you're running your business with your personal bank account mm -hmm. or treating your business bank account like a personal bank account. Right. You were talking about the systems and I was I just made that connection. I think we're so exposed to like the table what I mean, table like the table market informal sector of how yeah. to run that business, like cash in, cash out. That how you're talking is you really actually building an organization and a company and how money is actually supposed to flow if you're building a, an actual company. And to me, like that's very valuable. It kind of elevates you from just a very basic, very, very low-level business to... From a table market. Yeah. Not that table markets are but, low value, but no, if you're yeah. registering a business, yeah. you have signed up with legal entities uh, you have signed up with the ipa you are signing up with the government of papua new guinea yeah. to give some of your money to them yeah. and when you don't on time they will punish you to give more yeah. and we don't want that that's your money yeah so for my takeaway is that you're basically teaching skills on how to build a business that can run itself without you that's the whole point yeah. of business because, yeah. yeah creating and yeah. the mindset that a system run business am now and the other thing you're not your business that yeah. is very important in money management and that's where it comes with, you know, separating your personal fi finances, personal bank account mm. from your business bank account and using your business bank account for business only. Mm. When you give that business bank account statement to the accountant, now it's only with your uh, business stuff. Yeah. Then it's easy for us to do your bookkeeping. It's easy for you to know your story mm. in more real time than waiting two, three, four, five years. Yeah. And then <laughs> you didn't learn anything. You, just, you were just going in this yeah. toxic money-making cycle and your dreams are out there. Yeah. No connection. I think, I mean, it's great because I think sometimes we reach a point in a business where we feel stuck and we just don't know what's wrong. And sometimes maybe it's not the product or the service that we're offering, but maybe it's just because there's something somewhere. From the other parts yeah, of the business that you haven't leveled the, up on. Exactly. Yep. And that's, so where can we sign up for this business, uh, for this course business? <laughs> no worries. If you're watching the Shock 23 podcast, Sign up on Chan's affiliate link. We have an affiliate partnership here. So sign up on his link so we can help each other grow our small businesses. So, yeah, down on, it's down this, on your podcast link. It's, it's, a, it's as simple as that. Eh? Yes, it's as simple right. as that. All you have to do is just look in the description. There is a link to um, Vanessa's course, a very valuable course. And then all the details are there. And is it like open to everybody or to? No, this one is open only to registered SMEs. Okay. So you've got your IPA certificate and your TIN, okay. your TIN one, because module two is all about how to know how much tax you may Ooh. be paying in a year. This is a question I get from a lot of people. How much tax will we pay? Mm. And it's a, a bit more complicated than just giving you a number. Yeah. You, you have to know your IPA yeah. business legal entity structure, IPA. So and in the course, tax, I get um, you to... And then what tax you've And then the tax registration, yeah. which one you applied yeah. for with the IRC. Because Tupla regime, but five. Under the two regimes, five different yeah. ways that, you, that apply to you. Mm -hmm. And only one applies to your business. So I take you through that in your course. You'll, you'll get your tax return and at least look at the form and see, you know, if you <laughs> if you need help with it, which, you know, I'm here for. But um, first, you at least you can estimate estimate your number. Fantastic. And, you know, have something at least that answer answered for you. Yeah. And then we go through how to legally reduce it because um, if you don't keep business records, you are going to pay more tax than you mm. have to. So getting through legally reducing taxes and on your tax business income. already a pain point in everybody's life. No so, pain. Yeah. It is a pain. I mean, I, I, it's not like I'm advocating for taxes, but because of my profession, yeah. I know the repercussions of not paying your taxes yeah. on time. I see this happen 
since for 14 years now mm. from how many toyas penalties to millions of kina wow. of penalties yeah. uh, we don't you don't want to be wasting your money on that mm. and tax and my third one of my one of my lessons is called tax is like tax <laughs> pick pick well done because <laughs> because of this you know sometimes i see on social media people are like you know you want to avoid tax for the rest of your business life like why did you yeah, register that, in the yeah. first place it's like having a kid and not expecting to yeah. clean up it's it's a, it's, it's an obligation <laughs> we're we're obliged to it's part it's the dirt that comes yeah, with business not, not only that it's like we're contributing to our nation taxes you know whether we can we complain hope about it does it. but you know sometimes it, it's, it's required to we see that you know it doesn't that's that's actually a real complaint i get mm. oh but me it can pay, me it can benefit him all yeah. People with the tax money, of course you can. But then, if you don't pay that tax to the government, then you get penalized. Yeah. Well, how about what if? What if you could proactively manage yeah. your taxes and make enough money to do all those extra, you yeah. know, help support sponsorship, community support? Yeah. What if? Which is a smarter way to do business. Which is I'm the s- yeah. way to do business. <laughs> hey, we can. I feel like we can talk and segue into another episode. And I'm so glad that you're going to be coming on as a regular. Like we just have to sync our schedules. But what you're just teaching is just very valuable. And for me, for this podcast to be, I'm hoping to be the podcast for all creatives and people in the media industry to have some business advice to be given. It's. I'm. I'm, I'm very glad that you're coming on board to. to Thank help you for others. the invite, Chen. Though, yeah. and I just want to say, Chen, before we wind up, is. I, it's not like I know everything about doing a business. Mm. Hey, what I talk about is what I practice, yeah. what I do, what I know as a professional. Other parts of the business, I'm, I'm struggling like everyone yeah. else. Huh? I'm, my next thing is about marketing and sales. Mm. How can I build, you know, start making revenue? Because up to now, I'm running on break even, which in business mm. is you're making only enough money to pay your business expenses and yeah. build this product, which the course that I've built now, and then I have a model that now I can, you know, take my yeah. customers through start to my but, higher ticket. But knowing offer. you and you're someone who's building systems, it's only a matter of time before those systems start. What if everyone else, what if every other SME exactly. can build that? What if? That's just, I mean, that's why you're, that's why you're going to be here, like <laughs> just sharing your whatever. To, mate, today is better than nothing, you know, any little advice. And it's always good to learn from other people's experience than someone coming and just theorizing yes. here and there. If there are other people out there who want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? I'm on social media. My handles will be on the videos on, on, uh, on the videos that Chen has out on his um, podcast. So click there and find me there at vgeta, at V-G-E-I-T-A. That's shout out to my papa parentage. And I forgot to tell, tell you guys, my mother was from New Ireland. Oh. oh, that's my, just in case anyone thinks I'm Filipino or something, because <laughs> I've had that, like people are like, is this yeah. lady or no got you me yet? I'm the same. We have a lot in common. People hear Chen and they're like, wait, which part of, like, no, no, no. Which part of Asia are you from? <laughs> Jackie I'm Chan. I'm from Chairuku. <laughs> Chairuku, yes, yes. Oh. oh, anyway, thank you. We're running out of time, but I just want to say thank you so much. I'm, I really didn't expect to ask to have this kind of a deep conversation, but it's all the things that I love talking about especially with mindset and just believe these are things that actually hold us back from actually pursuing the things that we want to do and until we learn to overcome those things. But the first step is recognizing them and being honest about yourself and to, to really to, to be vulnerable. And that's it. I'm going to start another episode <laughs> again. Thank you so much for coming on board. Well, that's about time enough time that we have it. I want to say thank you so much for you. If you've watched this far, thank you for your time and your attention. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and click that notification bell. If you're on listening on Spotify, please follow along as well. I want to say thank you for my crew for today. I want to say thank you to Trevor Marlin. I want to say thank you for Jerry from Aesthetics PNG, Judah from Vasily Photographer, and thank you for Yana for being in the audience today as well. I want to say thank you and nothing else for me. From all my fellow creatives, dream big, work smart. Um, I forgot what I used to say, but always <laughs> embrace. Okay, I want to start that again. To all my fellow creatives, embrace your weirdness. Dream big, embrace your weird, and always remember all things are possible to those who believe. I'm Shop23, Hapadua. Sure